You are now listening to the Garden Faithful Podcast, the official New York Rangers podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Welcome back to another episode of the Garden Faithful Podcast. First official episode that's going up on Spotify. That's a new episode. We're back. We are on Spotify, as I just said, so that's very exciting news. And to commemorate that, I won't say it's, a, it's, a, it's not like an accomplishment, but just the cool fact that if you do listen on Spotify now, it's just one of the other networks that you can find us on. So we're very happy for that. And uh, with me, I got I got Fitz. Fitz, how you doing, buddy? Not bad, my man. How are you? Doing good. I, I legitimately can't complain because I just actually just realized this is also our Christmas episode. So happy Merry Christmas to everybody out there listening. If you don't celebrate Christmas, happy holidays. Uh, again, so we just wanted to you know bring on somebody special for the first official Spotify episode, if you will. The first, you know, the, the Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays episode. So Fitz and I don't always agree on a lot. Like we disagree on country music. We disagree on, you know thanksgiving takes uh but there's there's one thing that we always do agree on it's one of our favorite people on new york rangers twitter it's probably the only person that we mutually agree on as our favorite person on new york rangers twitter uh mr hockey stat miner himself hsm how you doing thank you for joining us by the way (laughs) thanks guys appreciate it appreciate the kind words recurring Uh, guest too yeah that's right that's right yeah so i get like tenure now right oh yeah you get slightly the amount of money that we do well you'll be getting a check in the mail within the new year but yeah. uh i can't close uh say how much so you know sadly <laughs> sadly i don't know how much i'm making so yeah you are. yeah you get a piece of that spotify bag it's not Shout much but, yeah but you know all right so obviously like did you watch did you guys both watch the game last night both did, watched not. The game? did not yeah. You did not, Howard. Did not. You guys have to walk me through. I watched the highlights today at work. Like I watched, I saw the Kevin Hayes goal. I saw the Nemesnikov goal. I, I caught the gist of it, uh, but I did not watch the game. That's what you get when you put off Christmas shopping until five days before Christmas. You're forced Fair. to go to the mall at Fair. nine p.m. So, yeah, uh, it was. What HSM? Would you agree? The first two periods was one of the more boring hockey games you've watched in a while. Yeah, if you just watch like the last ten minutes, like you're good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> It was really, it was really boring. I mean, honestly, how many, how many shots? What, what I, I saw this, I, I can't believe you pulled this up. The the shots that the Rangers gave up, I think they gave up what, like fifteen for the game, right? Yeah, I think it was like eighteen to fifteen were shots or something like that. <clears throat> it was like the fewest shots they've given up in a game since like oh yeah, it was just so boring. Yeah, it, it's it's like that that gif you had of Lundqvist with the Michael Scott thing was a a plus by the way that was that was mad funny with with he gets a night off to give him a break and then the Rangers decide we're only gonna give him 15 shots (laughs) (laughs) poor guy oh it sucks but yeah I mean any other I mean I guess the the topic that we have to bring up especially because he scored the game-winning goal with 20 seconds last night is Mm. Mr. Kevin Hayes everyone's topic of discussion right now uh so I mean, we might as well kick it off. I'm I'm starting to lead, lean towards the keeping Kevin Hayes side. Not fully there yet. I'm I'm probably like 55, 45 as I move up incrementally. Uh, but I'm curious to see what you guys think. HSM, you want to kick us off, man? What are your thoughts on this whole Kevin Hayes situation? Yeah. Um. So like, it, it it's one of those things where like it might seem kind of simple. It's like you either trade him or you resign him. 
Um, you can't. I don't, I don't think you can really just not keep him and not have him resigned by the deadline. I think it's one of those things. But th- there's a lot of things like that just don't even have anything to do, to do with Kevin Hayes when it comes to like you know okay should you trade him what are you going to trade him for? Um, the big thing is like the long term is the centers. I mean you have Zabanajad, Edel, Anderson, Howden. Um, you know what if you get a top ten pick next draft and then you add another center to that. So I think there's like some long term questions as far as you know how much do you believe in Anderson and Heedle, let's say um, and you know at what age is Kevin Hayes going to be when they're contending they, there's like these questions that you kind of have to ponder um, and then the other thing is the expansion draft where like now if you're signing dudes long term like you're kind of when it comes to forwards you can only protect seven forwards when it comes to two and a half years from now and we're talking everyone we're talking Anderson, Heedle, Howden uh, Buchnevich, Zibanejad um, so now when you talk Hayes, when you talk Kreider, when you talk Panarin, you're really kind of, you're getting to the point where it's like, okay, you're opening yourself up to maybe lose someone. So there's a lot of long-term considerations, even before you even talk about, you know, should we trade Hayes? What do you get? Who do you trade him to? Um, what are some comparables? So it's like a really, it, it touches on a whole wide, like, long-term Rangers question before you even get to Hayes. Yeah, it's great. It's a great point with the expansion draft too. And I, first of all, I think it's hysterical that, and I do it too. We're all just like penciling in Panarin for like futures <laughs> stuff. It's just like like I feel like it's like the it's like an NBA free agency thing almost. I feel like where everyone just knows eight months in in advance what's about to happen, and like all the comments and things that have happened have pretty much reaffirmed that. And it's just like wild to think about. I think that's so funny that we all just haven't penciled in for the next like two or three years. <laughs> Woj, where are you? What are you yeah. on this week? This week, yeah, this week, this week, I, I, you've convinced me. I was like reading through your timeline today of just like you need good players to win, and Kevin Hayes is playing his best hockey. But yeah, like, I, I honestly forgot about the expansion draft as well until you just brought that up. So like, that's a great point. So obviously throws now a fork into my road. But yeah, I mean, just the way he's playing, and I think just the way he's yelling. My concern is now is like it's come to realize somebody brought this up on Twitter the other day. I don't know who it was, so sorry if I'm not giving you credit. It's probably HSN to be honest. You're probably like the two people I don't have muted, but um, it's it just like the the thought that they couldn't get a deal done, or like maybe the thought process was different because he wasn't playing to the level he has been this year. But you know, if there wasn't the negotiation that was there last year. It's just only going to be harder this this time around because of how well he has been playing. So you know, it. it I think it, there's obviously a disconnect between him and the front office now, and I think it just got harder with how well he's been playing. So I, I think if they haven't gotten a deal done because leading up to this season, you know, a reasonable two three years, uh, I just don't know if it's going to happen again this year. Uh, so that, I think that's where I'm at right now. I, I personally, I would like to keep him. I just think, you know, with the way he's playing, it's it's tough to want to see him go. Um, Chris Kreider, still on the other hand, I still don't have an answer for you. I I, I know that's not as easier cut and dry, but yeah, it just depends on who they think they can get. I I still think Buffalo is an amazing landing spot for him, possibly, especially with like how, what just happened with Berglund for them today. Uh, and basically just them getting out of that contract scot free is just completely makes unbelievable. Me sick. Yeah, it's so gross. Like that, something like that would never happen for the Rangers, and I'm sure <laughs> HSM has some uh, instance where it did happen for the Rangers. But like, I just can't picture like that happening. So the Sabers basically walk out of that. They now probably have the money 
to pay Skinner, who I, I forgot who was on NBCSN tonight, says that, you know, it's clear for both sides that they both want to stay and, you know, they're ready to start talking in January. So if they can lock Skinner down, you know, that team thinks they can make a run. How, how does Kevin Hayes not benefit that team? And they have three first-round draft picks to boot. So I still think Buffalo is the perfect team that Jeff Gordon should be on the phone with every single day trying to pry some of those picks away. But again, right now I would be on the team of, I would love to see Kevin Hayes in Rangers uniform for the next three, four years. So. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a great point. Like what you were talking about with what happened over the summer, they definitely had like an instance where they probably didn't want to give him like six or seven years or anything like that. And he probably wanted the long-term security. I, I don't blame him one bit, like career short, trying to lock down as many years as you can. So, um, the one-year deal was probably like fine. I'm just gonna. I don't want to be locked up with you guys basically for the next two, three years, making less than I can possibly make because I feel like I'm getting better and blah blah blah. So, no, I, I like I, I've been saying all along. I I really do see both sides to it, and I'm not gonna be too upset either way, to be honest. And by the way, we're not letting you get off that easy without a take, my friend. You need to you need to tell us where you're leaning right now. <laughs> you heard him, Maj. <laughs> um, so one thing I was I was doing today and yesterday was I was just kind of poking around, and we're like 30 games in, so the standings are you know they're starting to kind of develop themselves. So I'm looking at the top standings teams, and I'm thinking, and I'm looking at their books, and there's kind of like I guess just generally speaking, really, there's like three tier. Like if we're looking talking about playoff teams, like the deadline buyers, there's like three classes. There's there's one class is like. Um, Calgary, Washington, uh, Toronto, where they can, they might, you know, they'll, they'll buy rentals, but if, let's just say Kevin Hayes goes to one of those teams, like, they're not going to be able to afford them. Yeah. Um, and then there's, there's teams that are kind of like, uh, Winnipeg, Nashville, Colorado, where they have a lot of cap space, um, but they just don't traditionally spend a lot of money. So if they get Kevin Hayes, theoretically, they could have the room to sign him. It'd be a question of, you know, is this small market team going to dig deep if they think that Kevin Hayes can, you know, usher them into a window of contention? And that's kind of a debatable question. And then there are teams like Buffalo. Uh, God, who else? Like Montreal, like like those. Vegas, I guess. Vegas, yeah. Like, yeah, like Anaheim, not really even Anaheim, I guess. Like I'm just looking at the standings right now. Dallas, maybe. Yeah, these teams that they could get them and then they could, like, totally throw the bag at them. Yeah. So there's, like, three kind of classes of teams. And one thing I'm thinking is, like, if you're trading to one, like, you're kind of also trading, uh, how do I say this? Like, if you trade, let's say, Kevin Hayes to Calgary, there's no way, there, there's really, like, very little chance that they're going to be able to resign him just because of all the contracts. They, they have to make a lot of moves. Um, so then, like, you're trading Hayes, but you're also kind of, like, hedging your bet. And then if he's around July 1st, you can maybe do something. And then, you know, if you're trading with the second tier, it's kind of like a little less, like maybe you're trading Hayes and you're trading away, you know, more chance that you can maybe get him later on. Right. And then you trade with a team like Buffalo and it's like, you know, you're trading Hayes and, you know, probably they're going to make every possible pitch they can to keep him. I mean, Buffalo, even before today, Buffalo, they have Molson coming off and they have Pominville coming mm-hmm. off. So like, Oh, yeah, that's a lot. If they don't sign Skinner, they're like, they just freed up like 20 million, so... Yeah, they especially if they like have a strong here and they're kind of in that buy now window all of a sudden. So when it comes to trading Hayes, like you know, it kind of depends on who it is. And it's like, would you take a lesser offer from a team that had no chance of keeping him, 
than take a greater offer from a team that probably would resign him and he wouldn't get the July 1st. So those are kind of some things to ponder, I guess. God damn it. You're very good at sidetracking me from getting you to say which way you're leaning. Yeah, that was <laughs> oh, terrific. That whole time that was I, I was going through, I was like, wait, did he say? I was like, did I miss it? No, he just talked like, me into a loop. I'm like, yep, yep, I'm ready to move on. And I'm like, wait, he didn't say yet. Genius. I think if they could trade him and then re-sign him, I think that would yeah, be... Yeah, that would be dope. That would be awesome. That's, that's, the, that's the dream. Yeah, absolutely. To, like, to like do the Chapman or the, the Familia, like what the Mets yeah. Yankees did, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's the vision, basically. Do you think there would be any scorning? Like, do you think, if realistically, if that's an option that the Rangers think they can take, do you think as a player, it's obviously tough to us to say, I'm just asking kind of opinion-based, but as a player, do you kind of have a little bit of like a chip on your shoulder if a team does that to you of like, oh, we're just going to trade you with the hopes that we're going to sign you unless it's just like a mutual agreement? Or do you think, I, I, what do you think? Uh, there's pro- I mean, there's got to be some like mutual benefit because yeah. Kevin Hayes gets a shot at the playoffs. And he'll get that money either way. Um, you know, there's, it's like a business. It's like there's strategy and there's kind of a way to do things. And, you know, if, if Hayes wants to stay in New York for, you know, another six, seven, eight years, whatever, um, you know, if they could get assets so that next year he comes and there's a little bit more for a better team, um, you, you know, what was the thing where it was like, God, who was it? I think it was like Ken Griffey Jr. Like he didn't want them trading too much because he wanted to go to a team that like, could win that like, they yeah. just trade everything for him. That was Griffey, right? I think so. Yeah, I think you're right about yeah. that. So I mean, you know, there's there's always like kind of, I'm, I'm sure agents and their players kind of have a good grasp of what's going on, and you know, it's a business, and there's like kind of you know nothing personal, professional going on. So I would imagine so. I don't... Yeah, I, I think what you you mentioned about like those tier two teams, uh, like like you you bring up Winnipeg, like for example, they're a team I I see people like on Twitter toss out all the time as like a uh, Hayes destination because they think you know he'd be a great fit on that team and I, I don't even I don't really even disagree with that I think he'd be like a really good fit with the Jets but um, like you said they're like notoriously frugal like they're not a team that likes to pay like they didn't resign Stastny because they thought it was too pricey especially with like line a coming up and I think Ehlers coming up too so you know they're a team that like I think if, if you want they're not giving up a first round pick and they're top prospect i don't think for kevin hayes just as a rental purely a rental so there's so much that goes into it like you said you, you did a great job of outlining like all the factors it's just like it's really just wait and see mode that's why i think the people who are wanting to rush to make this decision right now are kind of a little crazy like like you said standings are starting to form but there's still what two months till the trade deadline so you know there's a, so much stuff that could happen between now and then like one of these teams that is like hanging around a wild card spot is going to fall. Someone else is going to make a move that's like really smoking mirrors and convince themselves they're a contender. Like that's to me the teams they should be targeting. Teams that are, you know, analytically and just like the way you watch them play, they're not a good team. Like I was thinking about the Avalanche from a couple of years ago when they had Patrick Waz, their coach, like a team that way overperformed and then they kind of just fell apart. Or like a. You know, the Panthers last year when they were going for the last wildcard spot, like a team that kind of wants to beef up a little bit, try to make the playoffs, but then they don't make it. So, you know, it, it's all over the place. There's so much shit going on. Who knows what's going to happen? And just to, like on the flip side of the coin or like the other side of the spectrum, if the Rangers are going to move on from Hayes and like he's not in their long term plans for whatever reason, um, after, after January 1st is when he can start negotiating a new contract because one year deals, you can't negotiate a new contract till the new year 
Um, so if they're going to move him, they have two months to maybe get his agent, Hayes' agent and his agent together, and start talking about you know, uh, if, you know, getting teams in on. You're not just trading Hayes for a rental, but you can start yeah. like negotiating with him now. So you're buying him, you know, rental plus. Um, you can do that absolutely too. So it 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 depends on how the Rangers see Hayes, and um, you know, as Brian brought up, it, it just seems like you know if it was going to happen, like, and it didn't happen last summer, like that just seems yeah. like not a great sign. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so. a great point. Ah, Puna, it's just there's just so much going on with that. It's, I like I said, I I really do see both sides of the story. I mean, uh, of the spectrum, like you said. So it's it's tough to see. I'm glad we got it out of the way here, so we could have some more fun just to get rid of that burden on our shoulders of Kevin Hayes. <laughs> Sorry, pal, love you, but got to get you out of here. Yeah, I feel like you just have to talk about it. There's like, I mean, there's nothing else going on. Like, this is such a weird season. Like. There, I mean, the the team. There's a lot going on around it. There's a lot of storylines, but it just seems like everything is none dominated by Kevin ice. Hayes. I feel like yeah. none of it's on the ice. It's like, all the storylines we're stuff. talking about. It's all future stuff. And it which just is... feels like none of the games matter. Like, it, it, yeah. but they absolutely do. Like all the points and the points they don't get and the points they do get absolutely matter. It just doesn't feel that way at all. Like I, it's almost like I don't see it in a weird way. Not to like shit on it, fits, but like. Almost feels like an NBA situation where, like, the off what? ice stuff is just simply just better than the on court or on ice product right now. At least for the Rangers, not in the entire NHL as a whole. But I'm hanging you up. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? No, I, I feel that though because it's like, I, I mean, I might be biased because I, I I usually like to try and watch the, um, each Ranger game twice. Like, I'll watch it live and then, like, if I can later on, I'll like watch it again. But. The, this this semester I've just been doing a one and done if that so maybe I'm a little biased but like all these crazy uh, you know lead changes late in the game like they just all kind of blend together and it's yeah, this weird really feeling yeah. it's this weird feeling where it's like well none of it matters anyways um, you know it, like it's weird because you care so little about the score but, like I'm, I'm just watching like Filipino like on a shift or Anderson yeah. on a shift it's like Okay, well, I'm, I'm gonna watch what's gonna be here for you know what's being sold to me the next five years or whatever. Um, yeah, you, you go into scouting mode, and it's mm-hmm. like, and it's conflicting because it's like, oh, the Rangers make an epic comeback and get two points, but then it's like, you know, the the draft lottery incentive is there too, so I kind of feel conflicted. You know, you don't want to root, root, root for the team team to lose, but you know, nevertheless, there's a dynamic going on where it just it just feels like such a weird season. I, I totally agree with you, Brian. I do also because the, I think just the roster is going to be so different in two years. Where this year is just it's almost a throwaway. It's be different in February, I think, yeah, honestly, hundred percent. It's 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 like it's hard to get. I think it's for me and like I think most fans can probably lay. It's just hard to get attached right now. Like and, and like because sports are very much emotional. Like there's no doubt about how much emotion people put into sports. How much it ruins their day, makes their day. How much time, money, you know, just commitment. I mean, just you said you you make time to try to watch a game twice. Like that's a commitment emotional commitment a mental commitment and this year it's just like well almost none of this matters because the, all of that commitment and everything this t- way this team looks feels plays is going to be different in one month two months three months to a year to two seasons so it's just it's such a weird year and we haven't had this for so like the past decade because of just the amount of sustained success i mean we've had changes in the roster but nothing that was so dramatic like this where it's like i don't know what this team's gonna look like in two years i don't know who's gonna be on this team i don't know if they were gonna have a captain i don't know who's gonna be in the net like who knows what Longquist futures? Like it's just so weird to me. I'm just not used to it yet. 
I'm just looking at the standings right now, and I can't believe the amount of regulation and overtime wins the Rangers have. It's abysmal. Ten, and like the next highest is eleven, and that's like the Blackhawks and Kings. Oh my god, what's going on? What are, are the Rangers going to be the team that I was just talking about? That's going to trick themselves into thinking they're a contender? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. Oh no. Oh yeah. Got it down. Hundred percent. God damn it! That's the darkest timeline, isn't it? That's like that's like when we call up Thanos and ask him to snap his finger, so we all just fade away. <laughs> I was trying to think of like the worst possible situation, and I think it's like the Rangers kind of just luck box into a wild card, and then yeah. they like bring over Kravtsov and like just way too early like bring him in, and it just go- it just goes from there. Like I think that's I think that's the worst timeline. Yeah, that, that would be horrible if they somehow like. Like that, that's why it's actually like kind of nerve-wracking. See, like looking at the standings right now, seeing them only three point, like four points out of a wild card spot. It's horrifying to look at. But the Metro sucks too, so I blame the Metro for this. Like the Metro the should be just, better. The East is just like not like very good. The Atlantic's not terrible. The Atlantic has some couple. I mean, the Atlantic has at least you have Toronto, you have Tampa. Tampa Bay. Yeah, those are the two best teams in the East. Which one of those is probably going to win the cup? Like realistically, and they're going to play in the second round. It's a joke. Oh well, yeah, that's that's a whole other podcast for a day. But yeah, I blame the Metro for a lot of this. Like we should be worse down in the Metro than what we are. The Metro just sucks so bad. I blame teams like New Jersey, team that should be decent. That is just whatever <laughs> happened to them. The Islanders, at least, like they're doing their part of just being like an average team that's hanging on. Columbus, whatever. But I, I, I don't know, man. I, I hate the Metro, and I'm so bitter. Like we should be dead ass last in the bottom of the standings, and this team, I, I just can't, can't figure it out. I guess. What happened to Carolina? Like I thought they I were was just about to say, yeah. what is good with the Hurricanes? Yes. I, I don't understand them. I, I will never understand that team. Hey, like, like in all of analytics, Twitter is like, oh come on! Like, <laughs> they've been waiting for half a decade at this point. Come on, they got rid of Darling. Come on, it's it's yeah. wild. Like just look, like oh man, what a what a league. You want to talk? This is what parody is. This is for everyone who shits on me for liking the NBA. This is what you get when you get parody. You get a bunch <laughs> of a bunch of mediocrity and two good teams. Congratulations! I'll go watch my one team dominate for five years at a time. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much better for storylines, but uh, wh- like, what what do you, what do you like? Uh, like? You just mentioned that you when you're watching games, you're looking at Filipino, you're like looking at Leah Sanderson. Like, is that pretty much where you're at with this season? Like, you're just like, I just want to watch the young kids, and that's that's all. Well, and Hank, you mean, you know, and Hank, of course, don't, the goat. Don't know how much more Hank games have got. So, like, that's the, that's the one thing where yeah. I'm like, I'm like, like, you know what? Deep down, you got to appreciate this because. Enjoy it while we can. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I also think like one thing is like there's no like defenseman that I'm really excited about this year. Like I think if they had like a, a defenseman, I mean obviously you know they have the forwards and like even Gorgiev for for goalie, but defenseman like okay I get Pionk scores a lot, um, but I'm still like super skeptical on him as far as you know what his ceiling is going to be and how much oh, better yeah. he can get. I'm out. I'm out. Angelo, of, uh, I'm out of the Neil Pionk fan club. It's oh, been, you are. It's, it's been tough the last few weeks. I <laughs> might have jumped the gun a little bit there. My uh, hand up. I fucked up. <laughs> I'll say it. Yeah, someone was looking for like um, someone asking for like a compare. I forget who they compared him to, but he kind of like reminds me of like uh, Marc Andre Bergeron from way back in the day. 
Yeah. And I remember there was this anecdote where like he could score a lot of points, but just had super defensive liabilities. So there was like one summer where like he almost didn't get a contract, but then he did, and it was like one and a half million. It like wasn't even. It was like double minimum wage or whatever. And it was just so weird because it's like it, it, that's like in the nutshell kind of this. There's guys who play defense who can put up a lot of points, but they also yield like a ton of you know high danger shots against away from the puck. So it's like this weird thing where it's like if Pionk goes to arbitration next summer and he's got, you know, 50 points per 80 games or whatever, like, does yeah. the arbitrator know, like, about this existence of how <laughs> some guys, you know... So it, it, that's, like, an interesting thing, but there's, you know, you got Kandre in uh, college, you got Lundqvist in Sweden, but, you know, as far as this, like, how many of these guys are going to be on the team, you know, like, if the, if the team were to contend in five years... Like on this defense, you know, other than maybe Shea, Brady Shea. I was gonna say yeah. Brady Shea is like literally the only one. Yeah. So uh, that that's like one thing for me because it's like you know when there's a dynamic like upstart defenseman go, like you know when McDonough first showed up like that was those were fun to watch even though yeah. you know like 2011 was a really shitty season. Um, it was just fun to watch because like okay like he's got upside like I want to watch that guy. But. He was electric when he first came out. Shout out to Michael Sauer too. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. a big Michael Sauer fan back in the day. Yeah, poor guy. Yeah, it sucks. I'll never. That was awful. Um, yeah, that defense. What you bring up with the defenseman is a bit, like I was thinking about that today. Honestly, on my train ride home from work, how like out of the seven defensemen basically that we've been seeing, or eight, like literally Brady Chase, the only one I expect to see on the team in twenty twenty or like twenty twenty one. Um, like, maybe Frederick Clayson sticks around for a little while longer, but, like, even him, like, two-year placeholder. And it just sucks because, like you said, there's no McDonough right now. Well, there is, but they're just, like, they can't come up, they can't come up yet. Yeah. You know, Keandre Miller is just dominating the Big Ten. So, yeah, it, it's it's tough. Like, I would like to see the, the kids like a Libor Hayek or a Honestly, or like uh, Lindgren, I guess is the other. Like, I, I can't even like think of other defensemen right now. Like, Keane is even Keen's not. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's 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 so, it's weird. So you're just kind of waiting for like, okay, like what are they? What's this? What's going to become of this defense? And like, you know, it, it is weird. And you also have Rykov coming over in the summer. Yep. Mm-hmm. I always forget um, about him. I always so I. forget about that that yeah. Grabner trade. Well, presumably he's coming over in the summer. I mean, let's. They're just gonna get all the Russians over. Let's do it. I'm fine. I'm down. With they should just put a K on their jersey instead. I'm, <laughs> I'm for the captaincy. I I just don't like your misplaced confidence of thinking they're not gonna give Mark Stahl an extension after 2021. Like <laughs> 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 you guys, quick oversight by you guys, but I I you guys might have just like that was a pity laugh, but I heard the anger and fear in that laugh. Like that, it could. Who knows? I'm just saying, don't rule it out. One of the funny parts about the expansion draft was like when when it was thought that it would be in 2020, the contract, long story short, kind of worked out where it's like, oh, okay, they're they're gonna have to buy out stall, you know, like yep. whenever it's gonna be this summer. Next, but now that they're all the back year, like nope, you, they they could totally just let stall's contract play out, and I could totally see that happening because they should honestly. Why I don't even unless they have to like get real creative with money to sign people. Um, you might yeah. as well just let it run out at this point. He's look, Mar- Marcel is a good soldier, and it's great that he's uh, been able to play as long as he did after that eye injury because that that shit was gruesome. I was at that game, and it was awful. But uh, yeah, he, he's just 
He's he's earned tenure at this point. Like he has tenure on this team until his contract's over. Like he basically is a tenure teacher. Yeah, he's like the social studies teacher who's been there since Vietnam. He's not getting (laughs) he's not getting benched. He's not getting traded. He's not getting moved. Like he's here until his contract is up. And even then, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him for one more year after that. Oh no! Come on, man. (laughs) I'm putting it out there. You know what? It's Christmas, but I haven't been in a great mood lately. I'm putting that out into the universe. I would not be surprised if Mark Stahl got an extension of one to two year magnitude. Honestly, I'd be fine if they just like kept him around as like a a, like special assistant or something like that. Just give him a fake title. Yeah, exactly. Because he seems like a guy who's like I I know people like I, I. Granted, he deserves a lot of the shit he takes, but he just genuinely seems like a fun guy to be around. Like yeah. he's I remember the old videos he used to be, seem like one of the funnier guys in the locker room. Like the Stepan videos and uh I always think of the winter classic when they played the Flyers of it was his first game back, honestly, after the yeah. concussions. Uh and Girardi like announcing the lineup in the locker room. He was like going crazy for Stahl. Yeah. Like he was fired up that Stahl was back. So like I'm I'm cool with him sticking around as like a you know developmental well maybe not a developmental coach but just like around the team to to help morale morale is good no yeah no doubt and i think even the team has done better this year just from like not to go off track but like from a pr standpoint like i feel like they've been releasing more of those kind of like fun videos of the team like they had i think they've been doing like the i don't know for the holidays or what they were doing but it seems like they had like the same five six guys it was like stall Kreider, shay hayes and they just were like asking them questions like you know who would you most rather sit next to on an airplane or like who who do you think would dip out on the check or pick up the check like stuff like that and i feel like stall's always in those videos and you're right i think stall is genuinely one of the Standouts in those videos every single time, and, it, and the, the, nothing gets to do as a person. I think it's the same Great way as like the Dan Girardi. Oh, I mean, GIF. Uh, Fitz, do you want to talk about that little GIF video they posted and deleted today, really quick? That that absolute like, oh, I saw I saw it when it was up, and I'm like, that's not real. Like I thought it was my internet. Wait, what's this? I I don't know what you're talking. It was real quick today. Fitz, uh, yeah, I'll so like, it. so so after the, um, the Hayes goal, the Rangers Twitter account. Uh, put up like him and Nemestikov like celebrating together, and uh, it was basically like a a video like it was like you were watching a VHS tape back in the day when it would do the the thing at the beginning where it's just wobbling around all the time, uh, but like it was three seconds long and it was just like chopped sections of videos and and uh, to say that people on Twitter were unkind would be a gross understatement. Um, it took a lot of shit. Considering everything, yeah, they deleted the tweet. It was that bad because because they took a lot of. Uh, obviously, p- people have heard like I, I can't be doing, I can't be putting up my shots like Steph Curry anymore with my gifts. Um, I'm more of a Draymond Green volume shooter now. So, um, uh, so yeah, that was funny just to see everyone kind of go go at them. Um, but yeah, th- their PR's fine. I'm not gonna say I don't want to. I can't afford lawyers, so I'm not gonna say anything. (laughs) I will say not to like completely. It's gotten better. Like from it's small steps, and I I don't know how to fix it. Again, without like them just completely rebranding. You obviously don't just want them to take like the Vegas Golden Knights route and like copy and try to be like that funny jokey Twitter account because that's just that's not who the Rangers are ever gonna be. Because I think that would just feel so forced and fake. But just look at what the SNY team is doing. Like that Twitter account has got from the from the. Knicks, yeah, Knicks Matt, wall, I Matt Spendley, I think his name is. Yeah. Uh, great dude. I like him on Twitter and everything. Yeah, that's like that. him. Yeah, he's yeah. great. 
Um, just look at what he's done for that Twitter account. Like people, I, like people rant and rave. Now, I necessarily don't find all the content funny, but at least they're making like an effort to be different and original. Where it's like that's what matters. Like you don't always have to hit it out of the park, but just don't be the boring like Kevin Hayes scores. The Rangers go up two to one. To, like 90 seconds to play regularly like nobody cares about that like not one single person you'll get your retweets from the clowns who like only follow the rangers twitter account and that's how they get all their information that and the sunday paper but like <laughs> it, it, there is room to grow no, i read I, the sunday paper sometimes well yeah, so do, there. So do I, yeah some dude actually it was really nice this is actually like how i knew it was christmas season some dude today and i actually probably shouldn't admit this on air because now that i've like i'm thinking about it, it's pretty gross but i was taking a shit at work today and some dude had left his paper in the stall so i read it while i was on the shitter today like some dude had like it was just like oh i'm, I'm reading the paper today now that i realize that he had his hands all over the paper probably wiped his ass put the paper down and then i picked it up so but anyways uh, yeah long story short your social media team can improve and it doesn't help that you make an absolute debauchery of a gif and a video that just got roasted the fact that deleted it, hilarious like absolutely hysterical to me <laughs> yeah Wild times. Uh, before we get out of here, I guess we have we have to talk about. I think between the three of us, one of our favorite shows. Wait, in before we do that, before we do that, oh, I, I something I thought of before we get to the sunny talk. Uh, for since it is the holiday season, I figured, what is if you were if you're writing the New York Rangers Christmas letter? Since we all we'll talk about just talk about Christmas. If you're writing the letter to Santa of what they want, what's the one thing you wanted from the New York Rangers to Santa this year? What are you asking for in terms of whether it be player, something different, like just anything in general? There's a couple things that come to my mind. I don't know if you guys have anything. If you want, I'll go first, and then you guys can think about it. Yeah. Well, you might have to go first. You uh, they really just sprung that on me. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I literally thought of it as we were like logging on. I meant to say it before we started recording, but we started talking, and then I got distracted. And then we loaded it up. So I'll I'll just talk. I have a couple. So number number one, and this was just it's relevant this week to just go back to the whites at home. Go back to the white jerseys at home. It looks so much better. Every team in the league should do it. If you're going to the home games, you don't care about, at least the way I feel, like I don't care about the jersey of the team that I'm seeing. I want to see the different colored jerseys come into the arena. Like I want to see, like how good do those Anaheim Duck jerseys look in MSG while the Rangers were in their whites? Like seeing the jerseys come into the different arena looks so much better if you wear the whites at home. Another thing, and this is what I'm going to take so much heat for, and I, I'm, I'm still dying on the sill. I love the New York Rangers goal song, but please, for the love of God, retire it. Retire it next season. Let's move on. They haven't won the cup since that. It literally debuted the year after they won the cup. It, it, it's a curse. It, until proven otherwise, it is a curse. Please, please retire the goal song next year. People are going to hate that take, and I'm fine with it. It's a hill I'm willing to die on, and if you disagree with me, I'm just going to meet you anyways because I don't feel like hearing it. <laughs> it's it, it needs to go. So those are I guess those would be my two big things is bring the white jerseys at home. Make the, that's why I guess my like, wish to the league. Bring that back, whites at home, and then find a new goal song. And then another thing, I guess to add on to the goal song thing, let pay, players pick their own goal songs. Like I need to see Kevin Hayes score a goal and I think Fitz has been a proponent of this for a while. And as long as that and his uh when he when Fitz launches his NHL Summer League and everybody has their own goal songs, billion dollar company, like easily billion dollars. <laughs> but yeah, I need to see soon. Kevin Hayes light up 
a playoff goal and then like Mo Bamba plays in the background because you know Kevin Hayes is playing Mo Bamba. Nah, he he would play some whiz. Yeah, I could see Kevin Hayes being a big whiz guy. Whatever he picks is going to be so much better. And I know people love the goal song; they're attached to it. People love don't like change, and they love the goal song. But like, I just think it would be so much better for the league. So those are my three wishes. I want whites at home. <laughs> Get rid of the goal song and then let players pick their own goal song. Like, can you imagine like Zook's goal song? Is Abinajad scoring his own goal and then his own song playing? Like, what a flex is that? Like, oh, oh yeah, I just score on you cool. and my beats playing at MSG right now. So, see ya. Go to the bench. I don't know how we're supposed to follow those, that up. <laughs> I was thinking about that all the day today. It's like I, I mean, I, I, the 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 goal song thing. I'm thinking about a few days because I think like a one of the Eastern Canadian Hockey League teams started to do it, and I, that's so awesome. Like that's it. How like cool did that to be to be a player? Light up the lamp and then you hear your, like your individual goal song. Like baseball, that's like your walk up song. Like it's such a such a strong flex. And then the 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 Rangers goal song. I've had that take for a minute. But the Whites at home, like I I really I like whenever I go to like the Sabres games like the, I love the Sabres words like but if I'm if I want to see teams coming into the arena I want to see the different color jerseys like every single night I don't want to see the same the same navy blue Sabres jerseys and then every white jersey kind of has the same variation so if I was a home fan like a team with like a home like season tickets to my team I'd want to see whites all the time and then watch the different colored teams come in so like that that's how at least I feel about that so I don't know if you guys have anything if not that's it but like it's just something I thought of today while I was again Slow day at work. It's a it's a week before the Christmas. Nobody's doing anything. I can't get anybody on the phone. It's a, it's a disaster. You're up, my friend. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Do strong that. pass. Gosh. Um. I naturally just want good things to happen. Uh, maybe fleece the shit out of someone at the deadline. Uh, yeah. Get a little capo caco at the lottery and bring back the liberties. And I think we'll we'll call it a day there. Uh, yeah, so I'm with you with the liberties. Um, hey Brian, how about how about white liberties at home? Like we can like yes. we, can, we can meet, we can meet halfway on this. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you, the, I, I I hate to break to everyone. I know people want to see the whites at home. Uh, it's it'll never ever happen again. You don't think so? <laughs> no, I, I actually this is my theory behind. Well, I I, I think it's a biz, it's a business thing for the yeah. hockey because. Most alternate jerseys aren't white. They're usually the like a different home color for you. Those are jerseys that the teams want to get their fans to buy more. So you see them more at home, and you know they're people like them. I always just like, we've talked about this before that jerseys just look better when you see them live. Yes. Um. So like I think that's a big thing too. Like their home jerseys, people are watching games at home. You know, like TV, whatever. So I just think that's one reason why they'll never go back to it. Call me crazy, whatever. Yes. Uh, Wait, ruin my Christmas, Mister Grinch. Jesus, I'm no, I'm no economist. So, what can I say? <laughs> can you help us out with that? Oh, I, I had no idea. Damn. Uh, I thought you were gonna give me something good there. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a Jersey guy. I'm more of a, more of a spreadsheet guy myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, shit, man. I don't know what I'm gonna pick. I, I mean, I could say something wild, like somehow acquire Seth Jones, but that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> I, I think I'm just going to go with get me Artemi Panarin. Like, I, yeah, I really, so that that's was, all I want. I, I can't believe it took you long, long to get there. Like, I, that was a tee yeah. up for that for you. Well, I was going to say, like, we were talking about earlier, like, that he's basically already penciled in yeah. for the next. Yeah, years. I don't think we have to ask Hannah for that. I think we yeah. just have to. <laughs> you just got to make I one phone call, honestly, I at this point. I not say anything bad about him on Twitter for the next eight months. Everyone. We have to just, we have to. Pr- I'm, I'm going behave. To, 
I'm going to the game when they play the Blue Jackets at home in about a week or so. Do you think that's um, a good idea? You of all no. people being there? Oh, definitely not, because I'm going to cheer <laughs> when they introduce him. I'm going to get people to cheer with me as well. That's going to happen. That's actually not a bad um, idea. Maybe you should go. No, my my actually my, my one is I talked about this the other day. Uh, let's get rid of the Pop Van Sucks chat. Yes. Okay. Hang now. I think it's just time to to let some things from the past die. Well, it's the spirit of the Rangers team. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pop, now we I, can I actually, move to the It's Always Sunny someone, talk. Someone got really mad at me that I, I said uh, it was Felix Potvin who had the hit and not Dennis. Someone got really, really pissed at me. Yeah, I remember um, that. All right, yeah, so how, uh, did you see the new season of It's Always Sunny? Uh, of course. How, what were your thoughts? Uh, I liked it better on second viewing than first viewing. That's I got to say that. You know, what, you know what threw me was like the realization that like they're all famous now and like through scheduling some of them are just gonna have solo episodes now it just kind of like drives home that it's always sunny is like their hobby now it's like when it started out as like their ticket in you know but yeah. now it's like their hobby. um but it's, it's like not saying anything bad it just it takes a little adjusting because you know the age-old formula was the, the five of them and they get an adventure and the but like this season, you know, there was the Charlie only episode, the D only episode, um, and you know, through the uh, just you know, you knew that like there's scheduling and you know, the whole thing with Dennis and everything. But like, still, the material's still good. Like the uh, you know, the escape from the room, the harassment seminar, like that's still some classic, you know, just debauchery. Yeah, they 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 still they're like. Uh... They're like they they could turn back the clock when they want to. They really can. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But like it's the, it's like you said though. The, the the episodes that were really good this year were the five of them in the episode. Like the yeah. the the sexual harassment episode was like it, it's an all time sunny episode. Like that's up there for me. Uh, even the one where um, the 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 housewives and then Dennis uh, with the blue collar guys like when they all kind of do their own thing. I think that episode's pretty strong. Where like I think it was. Oh, yeah, like that, that yeah. was kind of an underrated episode in the season, but like all the solo episodes were like pretty weak. Like for the, I, you knew they were going to do a Super Bowl, like had to do something for the, the Eagles winning the Super Bowl, and I just I, it was so average because yeah, like that, that's honestly what was one of the more disappointing things because yeah. because the World Series defense is still one of my favorite episodes. It's right? a sneaky good episode, and, and like I hate the Phillies, but like that episode is hysterical. Like the. The kangaroo court thing at the end, like <laughs> fighting the Philly frenetic. Uh, you can't say the fanatic because of the copyright laws. Like it's uh, the the they keep talking tunnel, about like, the underground the tunnel. tunnel. Yeah. yeah, the tunnel. They keep talking about the tunnel because Philly fans like the hammer people. Like I I was expecting big things from the Philly Super Bowl one, and I was a little disappointed with that. Yeah, I will say like one thing I love about the show is like through the years, like they'll 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 shock you or they'll like take a big chance to shock you. And um, I thought the like, like I didn't you know the the Charlie only episode one where he's like in the bar watching the Super Bowl, um, that was like eh. But I can appreciate where they're coming from because yeah, like they, yeah. they're going like, for it. He's like taking he's a chance. Being Macaulay Culkin like fending off robbers like, <laughs> like, and then it just immediately becomes a Saw movie. And it's like I can appreciate like that kind of like you know it it didn't work, but I can appreciate I can appreciate where they're coming from there. Yeah. So. They're always willing to give it a try. Like they're always willing to give yeah. it a chance. Well, spe- speaking of something like that is like the very last episode. Like, so that was weird to me because that seemed like the first time that like Sonny actually took like a serious approach to something in their own way. Like where they had no, you know no, no. Mac do the the dance and stuff like that. Um, 
And so I remember feel- the one where they like they wake up black and it's like yeah. kind of the black experience one. Like yeah, that's when they really started doing like kind of going out there. And you know, it kind of reminds me of like South Park, or that it's like just been a, it's been on so long. It's kind of evolved to where like it's matured to yeah. the point where like there's societal, you know, satire or whatever going on. Yeah. So the the last episode was like it, it really took you for a ride because like it just that last act comes out of nowhere, you know. Yeah. It's just, like, the thing that, like, threw me off with it is, like, I feel like they kind of had a chance to do something similar to that early in the season with the bathroom episode where it kind of ends on that note where, like, you know, they're just, like, they make the point. It's, like, you know, we're all the same in there. So, like, why are we embarrassed of it? And they're doing that thing. And then, you know, D chimes in. And Max just, like, shut the fuck up, D. Shut the fuck up. And it's just, like, they just shut it down with, like, such a comedic moment. And it's just, like, all right, that's sunny. Like, they they get so close to touching that that, that point of, like, we're going to take this seriously and we're going to end the episode. But we're going to hit you with a joke or, like, end it on a note where it's like, all right, that was a sunny ending. Whereas this one, it's like, I was just kind of, like, waiting for the punchline. And I was like, it just never happened. And I was like, oh, this is – that was different. And then, like, I, like you, like, upon rewatching a second time, I was like, dude, that was that was some TV, man. Like, that was that was something different. And, like, that's it's kudos to that crew that, like, for doing it for 13 seasons for however many years at this point, Insane. that they could still take a risk like that. And, you know, to be it, it pays off. It's just – Kudos to them, man. They, the fact that they haven't won an Emmy yet is so gross. Like, oh, that's one of my favorite episodes too. The Emmy episode, by the way, the, oh, the so one with the the play on that. Like, once you once once you like, I, I got the backstory yeah. of it. Like, two, yeah. Yeah. second or third watch, and like I told all like right away all my friends who who watched the show. I was like, did you know this? And a couple of them were like, yeah. Like you're an idiot. You didn't know that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, that's a, that's brilliant. And and like to me, the they're very good at like on the industry. Like they're always very good at making fun of the television industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and like how they're a niche following. Because um, I always think about obviously that episode, and then the first episode this year when uh he co- when Dennis comes back, and they're like the whole episode is like a build up of a way of like other popular sitcoms would lose a character. Like you introduce the new person, you mention what happened to the old person, you you know, things are weird. Oh well we gotta get over this and move on with our lives and then it's just like, nah, we're just the same old we're the, I'm back. <laughs> we're the same old people. Like we're devolving even more. I'm like, ah, oh, it's just great. I love it. Um that like that threw me for a curveball because I was like, oh, okay. So it's like gonna be the five of them in every episode. Like back to yeah. normal. Yeah. Like Obviously, that wasn't the case. So, like, you kind of like you had to adjust for the season, but like, it's still some really good stuff here. Yeah, what you you've always I remember when you were on last time. You said what season five is when you think it peaked, right? Uh, like I'd say like three to five. Yeah. Yeah. See, those are, those are great. Five and and I five is that. an absolute powerhouse season. Seven. Yeah, what's the, what's the weakest episode in five? Like, you can't you can't you can't name it. You know. Um. Yeah. Yes, I can. It's the hold on. I'm looking no, it's now. literally not a bad one, dude. Oh, uh, wow, we, we really not. Holy shit! Time. It's literally the be- oh, like there, one of the there best. There's not a bad episode in this season. I know you don't like Seven because Frank's brothers in that, and I, you're very vocal about how that's the worst episode. The worst episode of Sunny they've ever done. Yeah. Uh the and this is I don't know if I'm gonna get hate whatever, but like the the gang beats Boggs ladies edition. That episode stunk. That was not a good episode. The only good, really good part of the episode was how they like how Frank teed it up of like, oh, it's a reboot. You got to have a character that was in the original. And he just posted <laughs> up in the bathroom. Like that's yeah. that was funny to me. But like the, the rest of the episode is like I don't know. It's just, they, like some of the like, Artemis. I feel like was wasted in that episode. Like I feel like she could have been the runaway star of that episode, and they kind of just threw her away. And like I don't know. 
but yeah, I, I, I looked at five. Season five does not have a bad episode. Season yeah. seven's got Frank's brother is a bad episode, and even the Sweet D gets audited one. Yeah, yeah. so okay. I could do without that one. But other than that, it's just uh, it's a strong season too. Yeah, yeah, that's that. Honestly, just because when Max fat, I think it's like that. His, bo- his, his body transformation throughout the series is like honestly one of the the low key like greatest television tricks in the history of the like yeah, of the media. Ask her for that. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> Well, like, like even the, in the like new season, you're just shifting hundreds of pounds for yeah. a role. You know? Yeah, Daniel exactly. Day Lewis does it all the time. Like he like contorts his body, like all these like uh, method actors. Gary Oldman just threw on some 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 makeup and some gray hair, and the guy won an Oscar. Yeah, like what the hell, <laughs> Mac put on power. Even this season, though, at the beginning of the season, where he was just like yoked out of his mind, That's and he's like fine. trying to shoehorn it into the like the the plan. He's like, so why <laughs> yeah, did I do this? That kills like, me. I, like, I don't know. I, the first episode is 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 low key like. Uh, it's like one of my favorites. I I, I think it's so funny. The, and the, the last scene when Dennis just shows up and Frank tries to shoot him. I just lose it every time. <laughs> shoot it. Shoot it. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Well, any other sunny takes? Do you think do you want it to come back for for another season or you it think is. they should just hang it up? It's coming oh. back. It's still good enough where it's like I want to see it. Like, like it's not – like there's been Maybe some bad ten episodes. Are they at ten episodes yet? Ten episodes. Or are they still at thirteen? They're, so next season they're 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 signed on for a fourteenth season, and they signed on for ten episodes. That's I think that's a good number. Because I think that's what thirteen was. It's getting shorter though, like over the last yeah. few years, like they've been like released like that. Uh, when they uh. Actually, one of my favorites is like when they go to the, when they go to the water park. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's it's that's the, like, that's it's like the best. That's in like a really season. like you know it's really short, but yeah. yeah, it's a quick one. If you're gonna talk about like how like you split the show kind of by like halves, we're like let's let's even call it at season seven. Like if see if season seven's your divider line, the water park episode is the best second half episode they've done in my opinion. That one in the. I, in the sexual harassment seminar, those are like I think powerhouse. Sub- I think the suburbs one is still like just. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a yeah, good suburbs, one. Suburbs, suburbs one is so it's amazing. I'm just looking at season seven now, and I'm I'm looking at. I've said this before. The gang gets trapped might be my my favorite yeah. episode. It is when the, the all time line in that episode that gets me every single time. Like you said, how Frank tries to shoot uh, Dennis and Noah when he when they're like, oh, now there's a little girl involved, and Frank pulls out the whip. Yeah, he goes, I'm gonna whip that whip. little bitch in the face. <laughs> it's just so quick. Like, oh my god, it's so fun. And then even they just walk out the front door, and Frank goes the face, and he whips it, and it just cracks open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, so he's like making the the family's like staring at him. He's like making the angle like with the whip. He's even, like, I gotta, I gotta. And they like they even just a little part like, in that episode. Speech. When this gave it like a hamburger joint, yeah, like, <laughs> it didn't exist, but you know exactly what happened. Yeah, like he's but, like he, I, they talk about Dennis. He, he's like, I, you gave up on the table in that burger place. I gave a great speech. Yeah, you was, have the great a good Falcon. He just pauses and he goes, "It was a damn good speech." <laughs> but just, that I think no that episode chip, is like what makes no Sonny chip, so you good. Should have got him at the hamburger store. Yeah, <laughs> if you want a chip, you should have got a chip at the hamburger. Dennis, I told him if you wanted chips, you could have got his own. But even when they're like, when they're like. A leather shop in Arizona that would never work out in this economy. Like, just that episode has so many gems uh, in it. That might be my, one of the my, best. That I'll, I'll my think friend who my friend who tipped me off to the show and it was like the one who got me to start watching it. He he, I told him like where I was one time. He was like, I, I mentioned I was on season set season seven, and he was like, uh, oh, like you're coming up on like my favorite episode. He's like the first five minutes of the gang get trapped, where they literally just explain what the show is and how it works is yeah. like 
it's on. I, I, I die laughing. I might turn it on after we I'm, end this honestly, about to I've, seen, right I've seen it in a couple months, and honestly, the first five minutes of that, it, it makes me tear. It puts me in stitches. <laughs> okay, so like, what was your favorite of the, of the most recent season? Like, if you had to pick one, the... uh, I would say it's probably either the sexual harassment one or the first one when Dennis comes back. Mm, for me, it was the. The sexual harassment one. That episode's so good. It's the but the bathroom one's a close second. Like the bathroom one's really strong, but the the sexual harassment one's so good. Like when it just it it goes back to like classic early Sunny, where like the the rest of the gang's just so dumb, and Dennis is just kind of pulling the strings, but he's not smart about it. It just he's smarter <laughs> than everybody else in the group. So like it's just like he set up the whole seminar, like everything just to teach them a lesson is just so like that was like classic mid season Sunny for me, and that episode it, it's such a good ah. Oh. When D, like, even the episode where, like, D's trotting around, like, part of the episode where D's, like, trotting around, like, thinking she's untouchable, and then she finds out, like, women can sexually harass guys, and, like, just that look on her face when they all kind of cut, like, time's up. Oh, that's, that's great. I'm gonna, I'll probably watch that one right after I watch the game get strapped now. I like the, uh, Dennis gets a new Range Rover. Like, I just loved Charlie and Mac on their bikes. And, like, they're trying to figure out how to stand up to their childhood fully. So they just end up beating the crap out of kids. Uh, like, that was just, that was all time. Like, that, that scene is just, and then, like, Dennis gets the Range Rover, and he, he's, like, picking up Dee and Frank and Charlie and Dennis, because they're, like, all, like, running from trouble, and... Oh, it's, yeah, it's just, clash. It's on, and and it's just okay. real. Every it's still like you, you said. It's still got its fastball. Yeah, still that's, got its fastball. to go back though. That's like that's why I do want it to come back for a season because I do feel like if you put out ten episodes and like even this season, you can make an argument that five of them were good and then five of them were bad. If I'm getting fifty percent out of Sunny fourteen seasons in, give me another episode all the time. Then like give me a new season. If like that's fine with me. Like I I love this show so much that like if I can get. 50% of good episodes, those 50% will stick with me more than I'll hate the 50% that I didn't like. Like, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, there's been some really, like, the worst reboot in, like, re- like uh, recently was, like, I-, I check out the X-Files when they brought it back. Yeah. And it was so bad. And I was just, like, I I, I was literally, like, that, that moment where you're, like, I hope I wish I didn't actually see that so it wasn't in my memory. Yes. And, yeah. Like, the pre-reboot universe in my head. So I'm, they're like they're not even close to that. So yeah, bring bring on more seasons. Just it'd be nice if like all five of them are in episodes. Like that's that's just the only way to do it. It's and it's their bread and butter, like you said. And the episodes that were good this season were the ones where either their stories tied in together, like the Ranger Rover episode, or the episode like the sexual harassment one, where they're just all together for the entire episode. Like when they're separated, it's just not as strong as it used to be. Like I, it's just it, they just can't do it. Like the the show has worked for so long. It's an ensemble show. Yes. Yeah, it was. It's always been an ensemble show. So that's how. It, that's when it's at its best. Yep. Couldn't agree it's, more. A, it's been around 14 years. Yeah. Still got some kick to it, but enough about Henrik Lundqvist. <laughs> uh, my column, the, the what, Sonny only has one Emmy at all? Like, it was None. for, like, technician and sound. It was, like, some oh, bullshit. Oh, did it really? It's like, it's, like, nothing on the main card, basically. And Henrik Lundqvist only has one Vezina, so it makes you think. Uh, the one and the same. That's why oh, we love okay. him so much, so it works out. Yep. Each right. following. All right, we that, we get yeah. out of here. Let's let's wrap it up. 
Um, like I said, this is the last episode we will do before Christmas. And again, if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas to everybody and their families out there. I hope you guys enjoy your holidays. You know, think about the important stuff of like Henrik Lundqvist and spending time with your family. You know, it's not all about the material things. Let's, let's break it down for a minute. Like, yeah, we're very grateful for everybody who listens to the show and, you know, the friends that we've made through Twitter and Rangers Twitter. And we, we, you know, we, we bitch and complain about it all the time. And I know I do specifically as of lately, but you know, I've met a lot of people out here that I, I genuinely care about. And, you know, I hope everybody has good holidays. If you don't celebrate Christmas again, just enjoy the time off with your family. Um, so we'll see you guys after the holiday break. Uh, like I said, we are on Spotify now. It's awesome. Like we're very, very happy Whoa, about hold it. Hold up. Whoa. Yeah. Hockey stat minor. Plug yourself. Get oh your yeah. Plugs in. Good call. Oh, um, well, you can follow me on Twitter at hockey stat minor. And I'm sort of, uh, I'm behind the scenes. Let's say at blue shirt banner. So you can check them out too. Thanks for having me on the show guys. Really appreciate it. Anytime. Nah, man, you're a, a re- recurring guest, and you're always welcome uh, on here whenever you want. So just give us a shout. Can I, sure. The cricket? Can I be the cricket of the show? <laughs> oh yeah, the cricket of the show. I think I think we can get you a better title than that, man. <laughs> uh, well, thanks again for coming on. We appreciate you, honestly. Like we said, you're you're one of our favorite people to fuck uh, to interact with, and uh, we're we're big fans. So appreciate it, guys. No problem. Again, make sure if you if you guys are on Spotify listening, make sure you hit that follow button. Uh, make sure you follow me and Fitz on Twitter, FitzGSN underscore me at Brian Rotanic. Uh, make sure you follow the blog at Gotham SN. All the Gotham Sports Network podcasts are now on Spotify. So if you're a fan of other teams, not just the Rangers, if you're a Giants fan, if you're a Jets fan, if you're a Yankees fan, Mets Knicks. fan, you got shout Knicks, out you got the shout out Knicks. Uh, we got a podcast for everybody <laughs> except for the New York Net, or the Brooklyn Nets. So if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan, you're kind of shit out of luck. So uh, yeah, with that being said, again, thank you everybody for listening we'll see you guys back next week before the pre-new year's episode so we'll try to have something cool planned for that as well but until then we'll we'll see you and uh let's go rangers